0: Two years after the ouster of strongman Omar al-Bashir, Christians in Sudan say the interim government isn't doing enough to bring about religious freedom. Is the government actually enacting significant reforms, or has it stalled in bringing change to Sudanese society? Well, Joining us is the president of Hardwired Global, the Richmond, Virginia-based non-government organization is helping the people of Sudan in their efforts to democratize their nation. Tina, it's good to talk with you again. So I know some Christians say they can now purchase alcohol in Sudan, but that isn't really the change they're looking for. Is Sudan actually embracing religious freedom or is it just window dressing?
1: I think that that's the million dollar question right now, Gary. It's great to be with you. You know, the people of Sudan have been fighting for their freedom for a very long time, and when they finally ousted Omar al-Bashir, I don't think that they were doing it to get alcohol, like you said. I think they really do want their fundamental human rights protected in a constitution. And I think it's time to really ensure that all of those aspects of of basic human rights are in the constitution and that they're institutionalized across the society for the people.
0: And the United States lifted sanctions and the State sponsor of terrorism designation against Sudan last year. So... What other reforms do the U.S. and Western nations want to see Sudan enact?
1: Well, they did, and we saw right around that time that, that Sudan said that they would guarantee religious freedom in their new constitution. Uh, but there are still so many institutional changes that we need to see happen. Uh, I mean, as you as you know, the, the um, ICC and Sudan agreed to, to send some of the indicted war criminals from the genocide in Darfur over to the ICC to be prosecuted. I think Omar al-Bashir obviously needs to be at the top of that list since he was the first person ever, you know, convicted of genocide. The United States even helped declare genocide on of against, you know, what was happening there many years ago recognizing it. So I think that institutionally we need to see the people that that Bashir was surrounded by really Moved out of power so that the military class isn't the one still operating the country from behind the scenes.
0: Yes, we saw large crowds in Darfur as a ICC uh, investigator prosecutor uh, visited there. They want justice. They want to see Omar al Bashir pay. And I, I've got to ask about the world's youngest nation, South Sudan, now celebrating 10 years of independence. There's been a lot of fighting and division in South Sudan since then. They've experienced recent flooding, a drought. Myriad of problems. So how close is South Sudan to unifying and finally accepting a new constitution, Tina?
1: Well, I'd like to say that they were close, but I I don't think that they are. You know, they've been pushing it off for at least two or three years now. Uh, My organization, Hardwired, has been very active in helping train the parliamentarians and other key leaders throughout the government to understand you know What does it mean to have a constitutional government, a government established by the people, for the people, where it protects the rights of the people? How do you serve your constituents? How do you educate your constituents on what their rights are? We've seen the United Nations in there for over three decades, and still the people are ignorant of what their rights are. So clearly it's time for for the people of South Sudan to really understand what it means to have freedom and to sustain it through a, a governing body that protects those freedoms. And that's what I've been working for for the past two years in South Sudan and will continue to work for this year to have a, a peaceful transition of power next year with elections. I think they're supposed to take place in the winter this coming year, but it keeps getting pushed back. So we are hoping and we are preparing for that. And really, until the people are prepared, I, you know, I don't know what good an election would be.
0: OK, Tina Ramirez, president of Hardwired Global. Thank you, Tina, for joining us.
1: Thank you, Gary.